0: Welcome to the Winer Milk Podcast, where each week we rewatch and review nostalgic movies and media from our childhood to see if they aged like winer like milk. I'm Kyle. And I'm Jessica. Jessica. I don't know. I feel
1: like switching it up.
0: Okay. That's no, I'm, it. I'm Jess. You're Jess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this week we are going to be watching one of my all-time favorites, Spirited Away.
1: I saw this movie as a kid, actually.
0: Yeah, you saw it in the movie theaters, and I'm very jealous of that.
1: Yes, and it scared the ever-living crap out of me. Yes. It really scared the crap out of me. This movie gave me stress dreams.
0: This movie ha- really sets, like, it has, like, a very powerful ambiance and, like, atmosphere mm-hmm. that really sucks you in, but it, it it's kind of creepy, especially if you're a little kid.
1: There's a couple movies that, as a kid, I really didn't enjoy. And one was Dumbo, because of the scene mm. where his mom... Has to reach through the cage with her little trunk and rock him to sleep. Yeah. Didn't watch that.
0: Well, also, when, like, the kids get turned into donkeys, that's pretty creepy.
1: I was getting there. That's Pinocchio.
0: Oh, crap. That's not... No, that's
1: Pinocchio, where the kids turn into donkeys. And I my grandma was like, this is my favorite movie growing up as a girl. And she got it for me on VHS. And I actually was so freaked out by it, I made her take the VHS back to her house. (laughs) It's probably still at her house. I was like, I can't have this in my house. It's going to... the 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 vibes are bad bad vibes (laughs) that's so funny and then obviously bambi i hated because the mom died as well Mm, so it's like either death of parent that was very significantly Mm -hmm. featured or people turning into creatures and weirdly enough this movie kind of in a way mixes the two of them her parents don't die but it's like her parents getting turned into pigs and then she has to save them Yes. And I was like, if I was a kid, A, I couldn't say I couldn't do it. I just straight up couldn't. And then B, I had stress dreams that even if I completed the task, I wouldn't be able to pick out what pig was my mom.
0: Oh, yeah. I I still don't think I would have that ability to this day. She's a very observant little girl.
1: Yeah. No, for real. And like I would go to sleep and be scared that one day someone would test me. My mom turned into a pig and I couldn't pick her out of the crowd.
0: (laughs) That actually kind of sounds reasonable. Um, but
1: yeah, that's that was sorry. That was my experience with the movie
0: growing up. No, I love it. Uh my experience with the movie was let me think. I think I was in high school and um my mom's house, I like had a room in the basement. And so on weekends I used to love to do like sleepovers with my little brother. It wasn't like a sleepover, but he would just like come down and sleep in my room. Mm-hmm. And we would like kind of stay up really late because we were down in the basement and nobody could hear us, and we would just like watch TV and play games and stuff. And, you know, I might not have even seen the beginning of it, but we were, I was just flipping through the channels and it was on Cartoon Network. So this was like 2005 to 2009, somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm. And this movie came on and we were watching it and just completely engrossed by it. And our parents kept coming down and being like, you have to go to bed. Like, he's a little kid. You guys can't be staying up this late. And we're like, you don't understand. We are watching the best movie of all time. You can't make (laughs) us go to bed. I don't know what it's called. I don't know who it's by. I don't know anything. It's on just normal TV, and I just have to watch it. I don't know how to find (laughs) it in the future. I know. It was like just magic to us. But um, we were just completely struck by it. It was so good. I had never heard of it uh it, it was just amazing i just i will never forget like just literally like normally i was on my computer or something like multitasking or like playing a game on my like ds or something there was none of that we were just sitting there watching the movie the whole time it with, was so good
1: with commercials
0: oh my god it was so damn long <laughs> and
1: this is a long movie to begin with i'm pretty sure this movie is how long is it
0: 125
1: minutes so just over two hours it feels like a two-hour-long movie. It feels like a longer movie to me, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty long.
1: I did see this movie in theaters, but not like the regular movie theater. My grandma took me to the NJ Pack Performing Arts Center, and they had like a special premiere of it. Uh, and I'm I'm fairly certain it was the dubbed version. It was not the subtitled one. Mm-hmm. And my grandma loved it, and I liked it, but I remember leaving feeling really creeped out. But, like, I hate to make people feel like I didn't have a good time, so I told her I loved it, too. It's not like I didn't love it. I just didn't tell her how horrified I was. <laughs> yeah. And she probably already, I probably already scarred her when I made her take her Pinocchio back, so I didn't want to cause more distress.
0: Mm-hmm. This is one of those movies I would love to see in the theaters and just, like, be reclining and, like, really take it all in. um, All this surround sound and everything, because it's, it, it really is like i said has that ambiance and atmosphere that like sucks you in so i'm Mm -hmm. pretty jealous of that
1: i watched it again recently as an adult before Mm -hmm. we went to japan like not too long before so i do remember a lot of it now but if you asked me before i had rewatched it as an adult i would tell you her parents get turned into pigs (laughs) and there's like a really fat being that she has to wash in a bath yep that's all i remembered that's all i remembered
0: I'm going to I'm gonna remember almost all of this movie. There's not really going to be that many surprises. And also, there will literally be zero surprise about whether this is a wine or a milk. It's a wine. There's no doubt about it. This is probably the most critically acclaimed movie that we've ever watched.
1: The most critically acclaimed movie? I don't know about that.
0: I, I think it might be. Um, it has all types of top rewards. It ranks in the top 30 of IMDb's highest rated movies of all time
1: i m d b is not like an authority out there
0: no i I know, but just like that that that's still pretty high uh, but it also won the Academy Award for best animated feature uh and it was the only hand drawn and non english language animated film to win the award. That's pretty wild
1: ever or at its time. I wouldn't be
0: surprised if it was still to this day, but at least at the time. Hmm. I think that's typically like dominated by like Pixar,
1: yeah. I know the uh the plot twist now as an adult. I remember that. I don't remember all the movie, but I remember the big like shocker at the end. Yeah. Is the kid is the river? Mhm.
0: I don't know. <laughs> he, is, he is the He's the, <laughs> the 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 river spirit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, whatever, same thing, right? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't I think it's going to be a wine, but I think like some of it is going to be like I remember there being a lot of things that didn't really matter. You know what I mean? They kind of just like told the story and they mm. didn't all like flow together necessarily. It's almost like a little slice of lifey. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know how I feel about slice of life. It's life of life with high stakes.
0: Yeah, it's a high stakes slice of life. It That's really great. is.
1: Is that just an action? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, i mean made a funny. new genre for Wikipedia. Yeah, like high that. stakes slice of life.
0: I really like that. Um, one thing, though, is... There was, like, this rumor or, like, fan theory going around that this movie was, like, about...
1: Child sex trafficking, prostitution. Yeah, that's not true. I heard there was a metaphor for that. Because that's another thing I remember about it is reading an article about it and being like, I saw that with my grandma as a kid. And then just, like, filing it away as, oh, this movie's about sex trafficking.
0: Yeah, it's not, though. That's just, like, an internet fan theory rumor that, like, blossomed out of control. That's not what the original intention of this movie was at
1: all i heard it was like miyazaki was like doing social commentary similar to parasite (laughs) it's like an animated parasite
0: it was not that though are you
1: sure or do you just love the movie that much
0: i've done some research and from what i can tell that was only something that was started online
1: why don't we try to get miyazaki on the podcast (laughs) see what Uh, he says
0: i would love to oh god um but yeah i mean hayao miyazaki is tremendous he is just such an imagination and then also joe hisaishi uh doing the music is just incredible when those two are together it's just it's just great they also create made a game that i love they made like a game for the playstation 3 called Nino kuni which i remember like you playing that one of my favorites it captures a lot of their imagination and music and stuff so i just love everything about this studio
1: I think it'll be a wine. I think these movies are objectively great. And also they're very long for (laughs) me. And some of them are a little slice of lifey, So they're not like my favorite animated movies Mm -hmm. of all time, which probably will get me in trouble for saying. But it is how I feel.
0: When we were in Japan, we went to the Studio Ghibli Museum. And they have a little thing where you can actually see like a little animated short that Mm -hmm. you can only see at the museum. And the one that we saw was freaking adorable. It was like one of the greatest things I've ever watched.
1: Absolutely (laughs) phenomenal. I I would rate that little short higher than Spirited Away.
0: It was so cute. It was about, it was this story about uh, this.
1: Spoiler. (laughs) This whole podcast is a spoiler.
0: (laughs) If You don't want to be spoiled about a short that you can only watch at Studio Ghibli's Museum and it's on a rotation. So you might not even see it. Fast forward like 30 seconds
1: uh <laughs> that's but, very generous for you to think you can get through this in 30 seconds i can okay ready go so basically oh my god they're not gonna hear me here. <laughs> six
0: Mississippi. <laughs> so basically the story was that there was this couple who had like a farm and one night the old man couldn't sleep so he like woke up went to go to the bathroom i know you're counting i see your face
1: you're like very close to 30 (laughs) seconds already i knew you weren't gonna do it and uh he he's (laughs) oh my god um that was too loud i'm sorry for everyone's ears he,
0: he sees the mice that live in his house going somewhere and he follows them and they're doing a sumo wrestling tournament with the other mice his mice lose and then so the whole short is just about him and his wife like making meals for their mice to beef them up and like help them train in sumo so that they could go win the big tournament and it was really 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 cute
1: oh i don't remember that i remember the guy just peeing outside a lot
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so the thing that you remember was a guy peeing outside a lot that's all you remembered like off the mountain and i was like
1: it'd be nice to pee off a mountain every day
0: moments ago you said that you might rate that higher than spirited away so just to be super clear, an animated short about a dude peeing a bunch is better than this movie to you.
1: <laughs> it was an animated short about a dude peeing a bunch by Miyazaki. Oh. <laughs> that has some weight. <laughs> <laughs> Get it together. I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you remember too much about it. I told I, you what I, remember I remembered. If If I have to tell you now what I remember... Family going on vacation, parents eat too much, turn into pigs as punishment for being gluttons. Little girl has to like pay off their debts, basically. There's a big crying baby. The mm-hmm. lady has melty eyeballs. She's mean. Uh the whole place is powered by soot. Mm-hmm. Little soot guys. And then uh well, it's not
0: powered by them. They bring the coal in, but they don't they, they don't burn the soot balls.
1: Whatever. And then there's a kid that's a river and he's tied into it somehow. Yeah. And then she becomes free. I don't know what she does to become free, but she does something.
0: I think she just remembers her name and then...
1: Oh, that's right. You forget things.
0: Yeah. And then she uh, frees her parents and gets the river spirit on her side and all that.
1: That's the other thing that freaked me out, too, because like that whole like forgetting your past life thing, because mm-hmm. I read Coraline as a kid mm. and that book... Probably is still the most terrifying thing I've ever read. And I've read a lot of thrillers in my day. It's
0: pretty creepy, especially uh, the animated version with the the button eyes and, like, how lifelike it is. That one really creeps me out.
1: Well, the book, like, I don't know. So, like, I think there's, like, Touches of Coraline a little bit in here, too. Yeah. So, like, this movie, honestly, I think, I think this is actually an animated horror.
0: Animated horror? It's not
1: Slides of Life with High Stakes. It's, like, a horror film, low-key.
0: Little kids horror movie. Like uh what is it? Like the brothers grim, like a fairy tale horror?
1: This might be the darkest um Miyazaki film I've ever watched. There might be darker ones out there, but I think this one's probably the darkest one.
0: I think Princess Mononoke's got some pretty dark stuff in there as well.
1: I think like universal. Like like um like
0: Like the setting is, is darker?
1: Like on like a global scale it's darker. Yeah. For sure. And he does a lot with nature in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like like, on a universal scale, Mononoke is, is darker, but, like, on a like, individual, like, micro level, I think this movie's pretty dark.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, some of the other ones, like, Howl's Moving Castle or Ponyo or My Neighbor Totoro, those aren't really that dark. <laughs> They're much more imaginative. But that's partially why I love this movie, is it, it kind of surprises you, it, especially for American audiences, you know? Outside of Pixar, animated stuff usually isn't that dark did you hear
1: about Pinocchio and Bambi and Dumbo
0: (laughs) yeah but I guess maybe more around this time right it like after after those movies came out and like Aladdin and Little Mermaid and stuff I still
1: cry over Mufasa
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) no yeah but they they have like little bits of it but this is a a little bit of a departure from an an American animated movie especially around this time frame now with things like Coco and just like cried the whole movie a little bit different. Yeah, but
1: those are a little bit different. It's like tug at your heartstrings kind of sadness. And yeah, this is just point. like you can forget your name and your parents will be slaughtered eventually to be food for a giant river monster.
0: Yeah. And Ponyo is actually about the similar story to The Little Mermaid, but they leave in the part where they can turn into sea foam.
1: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I can see that.
0: <laughs> but it's not. It Overall, that movie is not that dark.
1: My but, grandma used to read us like OG Hans Christian Andersen and the Grimm Brothers Grimm. Mm-hmm. So that was a shock for me. Yeah. As a kid.
0: When you get the not Disney washed version of it.
1: Yeah. And like every time Ariel (laughs) steps her, it's like knives, like stabbing her feet. Yep. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, But anyway, yeah, I I love this movie. I love the, the, the setting, the how dark it is. The animation quality is spectacular. I mean, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous film. Especially There's when no it's hand-drawn. Like, blows my mind. I can't even imagine the effort that went into this. Uh, and then the music is great. So, like I said, for me, it will be a line. There's no nothing that will change that.
1: <laughs> everything I've done in my whole life from the moment I was born until this very moment at 28 and a half, a little over that, by a couple days. <laughs> all the effort I put into everything I've done. And, I, I mean, like, I have a master's degree.
0: I work. You ran a marathon.
1: Ran a marathon. All the effort I put into everything I've done is significantly less than all the effort it took to make this movie.
0: Yeah, I think I, I, think if you added all the effort you and I have put into everything together, maybe we'd get close to the effort that made this movie. I really don't think so. <laughs> I
1: really don't think so. It, it it's is, a two-hour, five-minute-long movie that's completely hand-drawn. Yeah. Plus all the music and everything and the voice. It's just, just a lot of effort. A
0: labor of love through and through. It
1: makes me just want to go lay in bed for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm
0: tired thinking about it. Um But anyway, do you want some quick facts about the movie?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear your Japanese.
0: Yeah, so this was directed by Hayao Miyazaki. It was produced by Toshio Suzuki, written by Hayao Miyazaki. It is, on the Japanese side, starring uh, Rumi Hiragi, Mio Irono, Irino, Mari Natsuki, Takeshi Naito, Yasuko Sawaguchi, Tsunehiko Kamijo, Takehiko Ono, and Bunata Sugawara. And the music, as I said, was by Joe Hisaishi.
1: What? Uh, um, how do you say Spirit Away in Japanese? Is that too hard of an ask? Um, sen,
0: sen to Chihiro no kami, Kamika... Ah, kamika Kushi. There it is. Sen Chihiro no Kamika Kushi. Sen is. and Chihiro's spiriting away
1: okay so it's they they cut it down in in english
0: yeah <laughs> and it came out in japan on july 20th 2001 and in december 20th of 2002 in the united states disney actually bought the original rights to release it in the in the us uh the running time as we said is 125 minutes and the budget is 1.9 to about 2 billion yen.
1: <laughs> $15 million.
0: Uh, and it brought in $383 million at the box office, which is quite the profit.
1: I think that makes sense. So it would have been about 10 when I saw this. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed to say it still scared me.
0: Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, of course, that's not that old.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I try to be tough.
0: I was scared by stuff like this when I was like 21. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, this movie could trigger an existential crisis for sure oh yeah i think i think that's partially why i was freaking out maybe i think i had a lot of existential crises as kids crises as a kid maybe 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 not who knows (laughs) anyway yeah let's go watch it
0: yeah i also just saw that in 2017 it was named the second best film of the 21st century so far by the new york times pretty good wonder what was number one i
1: don't know but we should watch that next yeah Oh, they're going to do that thing where you count down backwards. Oh, there will be blood.
0: I haven't seen that. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. So, number two after There Will Be Blood.
1: 2007. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, that's Spirited Away. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, and we will see you in about 30 seconds.
1: How do you say goodbye in Japanese? Sayonara. That, what he said. <laughs> Welcome back i never want to take a back road anywhere ever <laughs> never again not worth it risk is too high you wouldn't want to go here absolutely not no. no no desire i would go to japan would i go to the spirit world bathhouse no oh i would no
0: no way if i didn't have to like do the whole like sell my name and soul indentured servitude contract to with Yubaba, and could just like go hang out with like heads that jump around and eat magical food i would do that
1: you hate manual labor
0: yeah that's what i'm saying if i didn't have to do that bit
1: you could be a spirit guest that's how you would go
0: yes yeah, yeah <laughs> a spirit
1: yeah, yeah. guest okay and you don't mind that they're using like child labor to scrub your tub that's fine and no that, i don't the, like the workers names are being stolen and they're being forced into labor that's that's chill You're no not, i don't like want to
0: go part. <laughs> no i'm saying i don't like that part if it wasn't like that, but just like the, the, the feeling of it. And you want to like go to the bathhouse and you got to like see other, like, like the, the turnip spirit. There's literally a dude that's a turnip and he's a spirit.
1: How cool is that? You know, you can just go to like a spa. You can have a spa day. That'll probably.
0: Yeah, but that's what Itch
1: that scratch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, can you imagine having to be the person that animated his nipples?
1: My silence is me contemplating it, and no, I cannot imagine it.
0: (laughs) Like, that was somebody's job for this movie, to animate the turn of spirit's nipples.
1: I like that they had some, like, body representation in in the movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I actually, he's one of my favorite characters. I love when they get up to the top floor, and he's, like, looks around, and he's like, nope, this isn't my floor, and he just gets back in and goes down. Really good.
1: He's not in the movie very much, is he?
0: No, not really. But you can see him, like, every once in a while in the background of some shots.
1: Mm-hmm. He has no lines. He doesn't speak.
0: No, no. Um, but, yeah, I, I, um, I guess more concretely what I just love, and I love this in, like, all types of media. I just really love getting lost in other people's imagination. And I feel like this movie is perfect for it.
1: Yes, yes. There is... It's probably the most creative world-building we've covered so far, easily. It, it's no problem. So creative. And
0: so much detail in every single scene. My lord,
1: for sure. And I think that's a strength of the movie, but for me it's also something like I'm not as into cuz <laughs> it's so creative and like you're in in the story writer's mind. But like so many things were just not explained or touched on. And it's just like, why is that a thing? Like, why does this exist? And that for me as a watcher is a little frustrating, but that's just also part of who I am. (laughs) You know what I mean? I like to, to know. Yeah.
0: There's definitely, I think a good amount of this relies on.
1: Just accepting the reality of what the character is in at face value.
0: That as well. But I think there's also a good amount that relies on like an understanding of uh the mythology that he's basing a lot of this movie on um there's a thing in japanese mythology called uh yokai which is basically the idea that like everything has a spirit like everything like there's like a bench spirit and stuff i think like everything Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what this movie that is what this movie is representing like all of the spirits can go there to like go to a spa and stuff. So like all of the people and stuff that we see or like all of the people that go to the bathhouse are like spirits of something in the human world.
1: Yeah. No, that, that part makes sense. And that part actually tracks a bit more.
0: i mm-hmm.
1: um, just watching it without too much knowledge. I was doing some research too. Cause I was like, I don't understand a lot of the things that are happening, but maybe it's just cause my cultural lens isn't there. Yeah. And like you Baba apparently is named after a mountain that people believe witches used to live on. Yep. And like mm-hmm. the baby, Baba's baby, baba's baby like is an homage to like this baby that was supposedly raised by witches and is like really strong mm. um but like those things out of context to me i was just like why is there a giant baby like <laughs> i don't understand why there's a giant giant baby that I can talk yeah um and like his character still kind of confuses me a little bit to be honest and even knowing the background is just like why is a baby part of the story
0: yeah no I, there's a good amount of that where you're like Wait, what? Yeah. But yeah. for me, just because like that's how I like I said, that's the type of media I really like to consume. I'm just like, sure, there's a huge baby. Yeah, makes sense. Cool. Let's see, do it.
1: See, I'm like, sure, there's a huge baby. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> cool, let's not do it.
0: <laughs> um but yeah, overall, it was a fun watch. Weren't like a ton of surprises and stuff, like I said in the intro, but it was just really, really fun to revisit. Um and I, every time, somehow, ins- am still blown away by just the sheer quality of the animation in this movie. Dear Lord. Mm-hmm. Holy moly.
1: Easily the best part about the entire movie is the animation and the music.
0: You could pause on, like, literally any frame in the entire movie, and it would be, like, a work of art that you could sell to somebody. It's incredible how, how beautiful this movie is.
1: I would agree to that. I think, you know, maybe the scene where the river spirit is spitting out all this pollution. <laughs> You might not that want that on your wall, <laughs> but it's still like a very well done drawing.
0: Yeah, like each scene is is art. It's wicked impressive. But uh how about we run into the uh the breakdown, the synopsis?
1: Sure. Sure. And this one like it's a very long movie and I'm going to do my best. Parts of it too like I don't you might have to help me jog my memory a little bit cuz I haven't seen this movie as much and my yep. notes are a little vague in parts when I was reviewing it. So Please feel free to help me out if I stumble. For the record, though, we talked about watching this movie in either Japanese or in English, and we ended up going with the English version. Yeah,
0: I, we wanted to do Japanese with English subtitles, but we decided it was probably going to be really hard to take good notes while also trying to read everything and pay attention to the plot. So maybe we will watch it again in Japanese sometime
1: soon. But for this one, we watched in English. I need some time before I watch it again. <laughs> to be quite honest with you.
0: It was very slice of lifey though. That was something that we said in the beginning.
1: It was very slice of lifey, which I think is also kind of coloring my opinion of the movie. Yeah. I just I know myself I'm not like a big fan of slice of life.
0: Yeah, it's not your genre.
1: Like I'm just living my life anyway. Like, you know, and I'm bored <laughs> with that. So I don't need to watch someone else. Although my slice of life isn't in a spirit world, so. No. Anyway, so the movie starts and you said it while we were watching, no opening credits.
0: Yeah, oh my gosh. This seems like the perfect movie for opening credits. Does it? Yeah, because they were like doing that slow car ride. Like I could just like see names coming up on the f- screen and like fading out. I was like, why why aren't they here?
1: You were disappointed either way. Like in the moment while we were watching, you're like, no opening credits.
0: You know what's wicked funny? Before we started doing this podcast, hated opening credits. Because most of the time it was just filler nonsense while they put words up on the screen and you're like i hate this but now because it's like almost like a little meme for myself
1: uh i don't think you can meme yourself i think um, someone else has to meme you no
0: i'm not saying i'm a meme i'm saying opening credits are a meme but only for me inside joke i don't know whatever
1: (laughs) inside joke with yourself about opening
0: credits kyle inside joke um i uh I really like them now, and I look forward to them. And then when they're not in a movie, I'm like, oh, what the hell? I feel like I'm, I'm cheated. I'm robbed of the opening credit experience.
1: See, the experience I prefer is after the credits, having a little short scene.
0: That is very true. I'd
1: yeah. rather have that than opening credits.
0: Yep. Bloopers and stuff in the, uh, in the ending.
1: Although, best opening credits of all time still is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Easily. They really good.
1: Anyway, no opening credits and uh the family is moving it's uh chihiro she's a kid in the back seat yep. she's probably what like 10 would you guess
0: yeah i think around there
1: 10 years old-ish um and she's pretty bummed her parents are driving her mom and her dad yep they're driving and they're in the middle of a move and she's upset because she's leaving all her friends behind and her friends like got her a bouquet of flowers and they're like chihiro Good luck with your move or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Something vague, but it's 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 a cute little thing. And she keeps reading the note over and over again. Yeah. It was very sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. And right off the bat, the animation is beautiful.
0: Dear God. Oh, my God. It's incredible.
1: And, like, I think for me, what stands out is, yes, I've seen, like, hand-drawn animation, but this is, like, painted. Yeah. You know, and that really, really stands out. It's really just, like, watching a moving watercolor painting the whole time.
0: They, oh, God, it's just beautiful. And it also really like kind of gave me nostalgia for Japan cuz like they you could kind of see out the car window and like all of the like the villages they were passing through kind of reminded me of like riding the bullet train.
1: <laughs> yeah. So as they are driving, they can see their house like up on a hill and they miss the turn for it. So Chihiro's dad is like, "Oh, I'll just take this like creepy looking back road." And it looks like In my hometown, we have these, like, weird dirt roads that kind of go back in a state park. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Like, no one's driven down it for, like, 10 years, basically.
0: It's the ultimate dad move. No idea where he is. Has been here, like, once or twice before they moved. And he's like, oh, no, I know a shortcut. Don't worry. We'll definitely get there.
1: It's going to be fine. (laughs) Very Clark
0: Griswold of him. He's so funny.
1: And they just start, like, careening through the woods over potholes, um down this road and they end up at like the face of this like giant abandoned looking building Mm -hmm. and uh to be fair like her parents are very adventurous they're like let's check it out this is really cool and chihiro is like no i don't want to do it i get bad vibes like this is creepy so they walk through the building and there's like a train station and then they keep walking through and they come out on the other side to like an abandoned theme park from the 90s yeah and you can see like stalls and things and like there's like a dried up looking creek that her dad was like oh they must have wanted to put a river through here and they never did mm-hmm. and then can relate her dad is like oh my god i smell food <laughs> which is like honestly a red flag because it's abandoned so that's yep. weird but also i would also follow my nose Fair enough.
0: And he has an advanced nose. He follows it through, like, multiple twists and turns to find the one food stand open.
1: (laughs) Dude, that's the thing that's weird is there's nobody there. It's clearly abandoned. But there's, like, a buffet of, like, very good-looking food just out. Yep. And uh, the family decides, well, and by the family, mom and dad Mm -hmm. decide they have daddy's credit card. And even though no one's around to take their order, they're just going to eat and pay for whatever they eat at the end. Yep. And, uh, again, love food. I, I'm known to be hangry. But I don't know if I would just start eating food at, like, an abandoned park with probably, no one around.
0: Probably not. But that food looked unreal. It looked so good. Those dumplings that he's, like, spooning onto their plate. Ugh.
1: Maybe it's, like, a magical thing, too. Like, there's a magical pull towards the food. You that's know? what I was kind
0: of thinking. They're
1: kind of bewitched.
0: Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. And I w- actually, as we were talking about it. The abandoned theme park idea. I wonder if the bathhouse is almost like the spirit version. Like, it is the spirit of the theme park. Like, maybe that's the connection there. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Either way, they're feasting. And Shihiro is like, this is weird. I'm not <laughs> eating your food. And she starts to like, explore on her own. Yep. Um, And while she's exploring, she finds this big old bathhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she sees like there's a ravine and there's a train running through it. And all of a sudden this boy appears and he's like, you shouldn't be here. You need to get out now. The lamps are turning on. Mm-hmm. Make sure you cross the river. Giro gets freaked out as I would as well. Mm-hmm. Nothing creepier <laughs> than a little boy at dusk telling you to leave. Uh, and she goes to find her parents, but all that's left there in their place now is these two giant pigs in parent clothes.
0: Yeah. Wearing their clothes.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, and she's freaking out. She doesn't get it. She tries to run back to that little stone, like trickling Creek to cross. And, uh, now it's just like a very, very, very wide river or lake. And you can see a city all the way on the other side. Yep. Um, so she's unable to cross. Also, she's starting to become see-through. She's literally fading away. (laughs) Yep. Um, this giant, like boat pulls up. And all these, like, spirits are just, like, getting off the, bo- the boat and walking into the bathhouse.
0: Yeah, and, like, materializing when they step onto the land. It's a really cool scene.
1: Mm-hmm. So she's lost. She's confused. Her parents are pigs. She's turning see-through. And all these spirits that she can now see are just, like, getting off a boat and going to the yeah. bathhouse.
0: Like, if this was a dream, it would be the worst dream ever. It would be so stressful. <laughs>
1: if this was real life, I would be crying already. I know. Screaming to so the fact that she's not freaking out. I mean, I'm sure she's freaking out, but the fact that she hasn't like had a tantrum is impressive. Yeah. So that same boy then goes and finds her mm-hmm. and he's like, You need to eat food from this world or you're going to disappear. And he notices there's this big bird with an old lady's head flying around. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, they're looking for you. So he like helps her hide and he's like, Don't, we, you can't be seen here. Eat this food. Her body becomes solid again
0: yeah like attuned to the spirit world or whatever
1: Mm -hmm. and this boy and her are just running through the spirit town outside the bathhouse and he's clearly like already you know he's magical he's like opening doors with his hands doing all these things that normal people can't do
0: yeah at one point they actually like fly together but not quite yet i think that's after the bridge right he like picks her up and they literally like fly (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah yeah you know he's not of this world basically that's what they're showing yeah he's not a
0: kid like he's not a human kid that got trapped here or whatever he's he's like part of the spirit world
1: Mm -hmm. and so they get finally as they're running through the stalls they get to the bridge before the bathhouse and the bridge like there's like the ravine below of the train and it's a long long bridge to get to the bathhouse and he's like you need to hold your breath when you cross. Um, or they're going to be able to see you. Yep. So she's holding her breath. She's doing well, but this weird little frog stops them and starts talking to Master Haku, who's mm-hmm. the boy. And, uh, Chihiro takes a breath. So now all the spirits know there's a human present. Yep. And again, there's more mad dashing. And then Haku eventually tells her to hide in the boiler room. Yep. Um, and just talk to Hamaji. Kamaji. Kamaji. And, Tell him that you're looking for a job and you need work. So there's a cute little scene of her trying to find the boiler room and like going down these like oh crazy God. stairs that are really steep on the side of a mountain.
0: Those stairs and the way they like animated her kind of looking over the edge gave me like such anxiety. <laughs> you don't like heights. Though. I'm really bad with heights and it was very like visceral when I was like look- when like they showed her looking over the edge.
1: It was cute. She was being like super careful, yep, and like doing tiny little <laughs> steps. And then she trips and ends up like running down the whole thing, like S- screaming,
0: sprinting down with her hands just straight up in the air next to her face, <laughs> and then it slams into a wall. Oh, it's really funny. She's really cute. She's wicked cute. I was I was legitimately laughing out loud for this whole scene. It was really funny. It was a nice uh, tension break too.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? Especially considering how creepy this movie is.
0: Yeah, it was like there's a lot of. Like conflict and unknowns and stuff. So just like kind of putting a quick throwaway scene of her like sprinting downstairs. It was funny and cute. And like you said, she's adorable. So it was like fun to just get a little bit more chihiro time before, Mm -hmm. (laughs) before the stakes are amped up again.
1: So she finally makes it down to the boiler room and Kamaji is like a spider pretty much. He's like a man who's a spider. Yeah. He's got really long arms and he's in charge of keeping the water hot for the baths and like also putting in like, the herbs and treatments and stuff into the water
0: yeah making bath bombs basically
1: pretty much a really expensive bath bomb w- would be what i gather yeah and he has these little soot guys that he oh, like God. animated with magic to yep. carry little pieces of coal and throw them in the boiler so he doesn't have to keep shoveling the soot, the coal himself yep and they're cute the cutest part of the whole movie. Oh, it's it's
0: awesome. The imagination of this is just wonderful. And they spend a good amount of time on it. It's a much longer scene than I remembered, but I loved every second of it.
1: Mm-hmm. And Chihiro keeps asking Kamaji for a job. And he keeps saying, like, no, like, I don't need you. I have the soots to do my work for me. And um, there's a cute little scene of Chihiro, like, not accepting this and trying to carry this the coal anyway. Yep. And it's, like, really heavy. And she does it finally. And like all the sits realize she's going to do their work. So they all like drop their, their coal pieces down and pretend they got squished by it. So she'll pick them up off them and do their job for them. So cute. Loved it. It's really, really adorable. Loved it. And, um, while this is happening, all of a sudden this girl named Lynn comes down and brings Kamaji his dinner. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like this make or break moment where she's like, Oh my God, there's a human here oh, we have to sound the alarm. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna turn her in, basically.
1: Yeah, and Kamaji's like, "Oh no, that's my granddaughter. She's here. Like, she needs a job." I love how
0: nonchalant he is about it too. Like, he doesn't even turn to look at her. He's just still doing his work. He's like, "No, that's my granddaughter." Mm-hmm. After being like, "No, I'm not going to give you a job. I'm not going to help you." It was mm-hmm. nice.
1: Yeah, it was. It was cute. He, uh, her little, her charm worked on him. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Kamaji Kamaji trades Lin a dried newt. So Lynn will take Chihiro to Yubaba to yep. request a job. So Lynn is kind of disgruntled. Also, Lynn voices Megra from Hercules.
0: Yeah, you caught that like right away. That was her, pretty impressive. Her
1: voice is so distinct. I was like, I know that voice is Megra.
0: Yeah, that was really impressive. You were just like, bam, Megra. Oh my god. I we actually paused it to look it up because I was like, did you actually just like snipe that from her saying like five words you did?
1: That's how distinct her voice is. And Hercules is a great Disney animated classic.
0: Yeah, that was impressive.
1: So Disgruntled Lynn takes Chihiro up the elevator to go talk to you baba on the top floor, mm-hmm. who is clearly the head honcho. She runs the show. We get to meet your rat radish spirit. Mm-hmm. Which Kyle loves. And um there's some turmoil because people are realizing Chihiro is a human and they're kind of already on the hunt from her ever yeah. since she was on the bridge. So like Chihiro has to go the rest of the way up by herself and she gets separated from Lynn, who's kind of distracting like the floor managers at the bathhouse is yeah, kind of exactly. what I would call them. Um, so Chihiro gets upstairs and immediately we know that Yubaba is also magical. She like summons Chihiro because she's not walking fast enough and has her zip through her apartments. Basically. And, um, like, Chihiro just keeps asking her over and over again to have a job.
0: I love the voice acting here where she's just like yelling it out.
1: I need to have a job. Yeah. Can I have a job, please?
0: It's so good. It just like, it feels like what a kid would do when, like, somebody tells them, like, you're going to die unless you do only this. And so, like, she's just one-track mind and screams it out because, like, that's all she can think of in the moment. It's, it's cute. It's well done.
1: Yeah, because Haku told her she has to ask over and over again until she's granted a job. Yep. Um, but Yubaba is basically like, no, I'm going to turn you into a pig like your parents. No, I'm going to turn you into a piece of coal. We're going to burn you for fire. <laughs> yep. And she's like, no, I need a job. I need a job. Um, and finally, Yubaba relents and says, I knew it was a bad vow to say that I would give anyone a job who asked for it. Mm -hmm. So she's, like, compelled to give Chihiro a job. But she basically says, like, if you mess up, I'm going to kill you. Yep. Like, I can't have any complaints from you, though. And she basically becomes Lin's assistant.
0: And when she signs the contract to work for the bathhouse and for Yubaba, Yubaba casts a magic spell on her signature and... Her name floats away, leaving only one of the characters left, one of the kanji, and that's where she gets her new name, Sen.
1: Yes. So now she needs to go by Sen. That's part of her working stipulations. Mm -hmm. Oh, we also meet the giant baby here. Yep. (laughs) In this scene, uh, Yubaba has a baby that she spoils, but the baby is like 20 feet tall and like 30,000 pounds yeah he's massive i don't know if he's 30 it's a big baby though
0: that seems really fun when he's like demolishing her office through the door and like kicking her and stuff while she's asking for a job and then she casts a spell to put it all back Mm -hmm. really fun
1: also she has three henchmen who are just heads that bounce around and don't say anything
0: oh this also reminds me one of the other things i love about this movie is the sound design Because, like, all these little creatures and stuff all have their own unique sounds. And the little heads had the funniest sounds. The, like, and, like, the plopping when they hit the ground, like, plop thud. It was really, really good.
1: Oh, I hated it. It was gross. Oh, it was
0: just, like, all of the sounds were, like, kind of gross and stuff. But it sounded exactly like what you might imagine a disembodied head jumping around would sound like.
1: I don't like it. I really don't (laughs) like it. Um, so, so Sen now becomes Mm -hmm. Lin's assistant and Sen is getting hot and cold vibes from Master Haku. Yeah. He was her friend that first night trying to hide her. And now he's kind of like dismissive of her. And Sen is like, I don't know what to make of this. And then Lin goes on to say, oh, don't trust him at all. He's just Yubaba's henchman. Exactly. So now Sen doesn't really know who to believe. And, um... This is where we also find out Yubaba can turn into a bird. So before Mm -hmm. when that bird was like flying around looking for her, that's just Yubaba using magic to morph into like a creepy bird, basically. Yeah. So Yubaba flies off and that gives Haku a chance to kind of reconnect with Sen and like reassure her he's actually a good guy. And he's like, okay, like meet me at this bridge later and um, I'll take you to see your parents. So he walks her to the pig pen. He's like, look at these pigs. These are your parents. Remember these pigs specifically. Yep. You're going to need to know this. And then um, also while they're walking there, they see this creepy like spirit with no face, just standing on the bridge. Yep. Quietly, which is creepy, but good to note. Um, So meanwhile, he's like, these are your parents. Don't forget them. He also explains, Yubaba controls people by taking their name. Yep. And when you forget your name, your actual name, you won't be able to leave here. Mm-hmm. And he explains that he's stuck here because he doesn't remember his name anymore. So he can never leave. So Chihiro pulls out the little note she has from her friends. And that's like a physical reminder that her name is Chihiro.
0: Yeah. So uh, Haku gives her, her her human clothes back, which had the note. And that's where she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, my name is Chihiro. I forgot that. So he gives her her stuff. So like she has a connection to the human world.
1: Oh yeah, and he tells her she's gonna need her clothes to leave.
0: Yep. So he he gives her all that stuff before they say goodbye.
1: Mm-hmm. And then uh while he's telling her this, she eats and cries. And I just really related
0: to that. Yeah. And those those uh trademark gigantic studio ghibli tears. Like the size of your fist. They're so big
1: coming off the face. I would cry big tears if I was yeah. in that situation. So uh Shihiro slash Sen and Haku kind of like sneak back. We find out that Haku is, I put in my notes, a sky snake. <laughs>
0: sky Snake. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sure. He's a dragon. You He's know, a dragon. he can morph yeah. into a dragon. He That's does pretty have cool. Legs, though. Sky Snake. Okay. And uh that faceless spear on the bridge keeps kind of following her. And uh chihiro slash Sen just jumps into her first day at work with lynn so Lin mm-hmm. is kind of showing her the ropes as a montage of them scrubbing all the tubs down and cleaning the bathhouse and their schedule for working is kind of working all night and sleeping during the day because yep. the spirits come out at night and um yeah that weird faceless guy just keeps continuing to follow her around and eventually chihiro is like she opens the door for him because it's raining and she's like, why don't you just come in? And she mm-hmm. like invites this faceless spirit into the bathhouse. Meanwhile, the next day, uh, Sen and Lynn are tasked with cleaning out this super, super gross, muddy, grimy tub. Mm-hmm. And Lynn is pissed. She's like, this is grunt work. They're just punishing us. Because- she actually says
0: it's frog work.
1: Yes. <laughs> she does, Cause there's like random frogs that run this bathhouse as well. Yeah. Um, it's a weird mix of, like, animals and, like, human-type people.
0: Yeah, like, human-looking spirits, but not really because their heads are, like, gigantic and stuff. Yeah. It's a, a it,
1: mix of people working at the bathhouse. Yeah. And and animals working at the bathhouse. But, yeah, she's mad. So, she, well, Sen and Lin are, like, scrubbing down this gross tub, and this super dirty spirit starts to come in.
0: They, they call him, like, the stink spirit, right? Yeah, Something the stink like spirit.
1: And, um, while this is happening, like the whole bathhouse is trying to say they're closed. They don't want him to come in. They're trying to block his path. Meanwhile, though, Lynn and Sen are scrubbing down a really dirty tub. So Yubaba's like, just send him to that one because it's already dirty. And like, we'll try to get this over quickly and get mm-hmm. him out of here. So Sen is tasked with getting a herbal soak ticket mm-hmm. to help mask the tub is really gross and like, the we would call him the charge nurse in the er the person kind of like runs the show the foreman the foreman yeah yeah exactly <laughs> the foreman does not want to help send out and give her this token he's like that's too nice of a token for this task like yeah. you know it's gonna just make it's to make your job easier but it's not worth it yep. just like put your elbows into it basically um but her new friend the faceless spirit he like steals a bunch of, t- of tickets for her and just gives them to her yep and she's like oh thanks basically so mm-hmm. this this spirit is clearly attached to sen yep it's basically what this is showing meanwhile lynn and sen start filling the bath with the herbal soak ticket and this like stink spirit is like coming in much to the dismay of everybody that works there
2: mm-hmm.
1: and At some point, Sen just ends up being alone with him to wash him. And Yubaba's like, if you don't do a good job, I'm going to put you in the pig pen, Mm -hmm. basically. So poor little Sen is like tasked with like cleaning this giant, muddy, smelly spirit. It's like overflowing the room with water. It's like putrid, basically. And she notices there's a thorn in its side. Yep. And it's hurting it. So she tries to pull it out, and with the help of like everybody at the bathhouse, they pull it out, and it ends up being like a bicycle. Yeah. That unlocks like a chain of all different junk, basically. And you find out like this spirit's actually like a river, and this is all like debris and stuff that's gotten trapped inside of him.
0: Yeah, he's like a super ancient river spirit. And Yubaba started to be like, kind of, maybe this isn't a a stink spirit. And then when. Sen says that there's a thorn. She's like, okay, something's up, and she like materializes that rope so they can pull it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, they end up saving this really weird looking wrinkly old head that turns into a dragon and flies out.
1: Yes, and he's like,
0: thank you. Yeah. But
1: I really liked the metaphor here for like pollution.
0: Oh, I loved it. I loved it. The way they like it's very a very playful scene too. Mm-hmm. But it also shows like Sen's good spirit and like you know her, like, caring nature and stuff. Like, it It all kind of culminates really nicely.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and then just, like, the animation of all of it was really cool, too. But, like, them, like, pulling out this chain and, like, at first you think it's just a bicycle. And then it's, like, a bicycle and, like, I don't know, a trash bag or whatever. And it just, like, grows and grows and grows and grows until it's, like, this huge thing of trash. It's a good metaphor.
1: Don't put shit in the river. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good life lesson. Don't put shit in the river.
1: Trust the environmental... <laughs> protection agency yeah all follow their guidelines
0: yeah really cool though and actually looking back on it this is one of the scenes that i remember the most when i was a little kid really stuck with me
1: i this is what i thought about when i was a kid is if this is like a mud creature and you're putting it into more water why didn't it just dissolve <laughs> i don't know that always that logic especially hot water you know Mm-hmm. but
0: i think whatever. it was more like slime so the water is just running off of him, you know,
1: like a mossy rock. Gross. <laughs> gross, 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 gross. How much do you think you would need to be paid to do what Chihiro did here? Like a fair wage for that.
0: If I knew it would like save the river spirit, I wouldn't want that much money, you know? But if it was just like a gross thing spirit, that would be a tough job.
1: I'm just think about Leslie Nope doing that like part <laughs> that like river cleanup, <laughs> you know, yeah. and he's like, Oh I found a pistol. Yeah oh
2: man
1: anyway when this river spirit leaves all these gold nuggets he leaves them behind and like everyone at the bathhouse starts freaking out and collecting all the gold nuggets that came out in the water yep and yubaba is like thrilled she's like oh my god you made me so much money chihiro thank you well she calls her sen however little faceless guy who's stealing all these tokens for sen realizes oh these bitches really like gold nuggets yep And uh, he just starts making gold nuggets appear in his hand and giving them to people.
0: Yeah, it starts at night when after all of this hubbub dies down from the rich old river spirit. One of the frogs is going around each floorboard trying to get gold from the cracks. And No-Face lures him in and then eats him.
1: Yeah, he like gives him gold and swallows him whole. But now No-Face, who couldn't talk previously, can talk through the frog that he swallowed. So, the next morning, this dude is just giving gold to everybody and just eating everything. And, mm-hmm. like, the bathhouse is just a buzz of people, like, basically doing anything they can to please this dude. So, he'll throw gold at them. Exactly. Like, literally. And while this is happening, Sen is waiting for Haku to take her to her parents again. Don't really understand why, but the water from the river just keeps rising and now the bathhouse is basically just its own island.
0: Yeah. Well the day before it had been pouring rain all day too. But yeah, yeah I don't super know why it's like literally its own island.
1: Yeah, all of a sudden it's just like flooding. That's never really explained. I also
0: there's think there's no you...
1: context for that.
0: Yeah, there there isn't really. Uh I also think Yubaba is gone right now. I think she left that night after the River Spirit.
1: Yeah, she's just not around. I think that's why I- he's going to take her to see her parents.
0: Yeah. And why no face is able to just like run in a bathhouse. Cause there's no one in charge really.
1: So while, uh, Sen is waiting for Haku. She sees him like flying around in his sky snake,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, form
0: his sky, sky snake outfit.
1: Yeah. His outfit. Yes. <laughs> and, um, it's a look. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, She noticed he's flying, but he's, like, injured, and these, like, paper birds are, like, attacking him and, like, cutting him apart, basically. They're, like, slicing him open in the sky. And she's getting, like, really freaked out watching this. She's concerned for him, and he, like, basically, like, comes into the area she is, and he's, like, bleeding, and then the the little paper things are still chasing him, and he, like, flies away and, like, kind of goes into Yubaba's chamber. He, like, falls through her window, basically. I don't know exactly where the paper birds go. Does she us scare him away?
0: Yeah, so a lot of them, she he, like, flies where she is, and she closes the window, so most of them, like, fly into that and, like, get ripped up, and then she rips up a few more, and then okay. he flies away to try to, like, recover, but one of them sticks with her. It, like, sticks onto her.
1: Yeah, it, like, sticks on her back, but meanwhile, she, like, scales the building to get up to Yvaba's chamber to, like, find him and check on him, because that's kind of where he ended up.
0: Which was a fun little, like, highlight of how much she's grown already because she was like very not scared of doing like acrobatics basically
1: (laughs) yeah from the beginning when she was on the the stairs on the side of the ravine i did notice that when we were watching it it's like oh look at all that growth already
0: i also don't know how much time has passed but i don't think it was only like three days i feel like she was probably there longer than that
1: i don't really know they don't really give you a good idea of how much time is passing yeah but while she's trying to get up to haku you see, like, other scenes in the bathhouse as she's, like, going up that way of, like, the faceless man now, no face, I mm-hmm. guess, is what we're calling him now. He, um, is huge, like, huge and fat, and he keeps asking for Sen. Um, but Sen's, like, busy, like, oh, I gotta go see someone I care about his bleeding, blah, blah, blah. And then she finally does get to Haku, and he's, like, borderline dead, like, bleeding all over the carpet. Yeah. And Yubaba, I think, basically says, like, t- tells the heads to get rid of him. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. Oh, maybe Yubaba is here right now. And then she leaves. Yeah. So she he goes into her office area. Or maybe she just came home. I can't quite remember the order events. But Sen goes up. She ends up in the baby's room to hide. Yeah, Yubaba comes home. So she hides in the baby's room. Mm -hmm. The baby threatens to kill her, basically, because he thinks she's a germ unless she plays with him. She's able to leave. That's when she finds Haku bleeding. And Yubaba's like, yeah, kill him. And she's like, stop, no, don't do that.
1: I don't think she shows herself to Yubaba.
0: Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Yubaba leaves the room maybe to go check out on No Face, and that's when she runs in and tries to save him and stop the heads from pushing him.
1: Yeah, the heads are, like, literally going to push him into the fireplace. Yeah. Kind of morbid. Um, But basically, um, Yubaba, like, says, like, oh, Haku is going to die anyway, just kill him. Yeah, I'm I'm done with this guy. Yeah, pretty much. And then, like, Chihiro was just, like, eavesdropping she comes out and she tries to save him. A lot happens here. So that little paper bird that was attached to Chihiro when she like snuck up to, to check on Haku, mm-hmm. like becomes what we think is Yubaba, like materializes out of the paper. But you find out it's actually Yubaba's twin sister, Zaniba. Yep. And she's pissed because Yubaba had Haku steal her gold seal.
0: Yeah, which is... A powerful, magical seal, I guess.
1: Yeah. And Zeniba was trying to get it back. And she's, like, you know, her henchman, Haku, stole it from me. So she was kind of, like, magically using the paper birds to, like, I guess kill Haku, honestly. To get it back, yeah. um, And to get it back. And um, what happens here is she kind of, like, she's like, I want to mess with my sister. And she turns the big baby into a mouse. And then she turns... The three head henchmen into the baby.
0: Yep. And then uh, Yubaba also had like a little crow that looked like her. And she turns that crow thing into a fly.
1: Yes. Yes. And then something happens.
0: So Haku slaps the bird thing. And that makes Zaniba's image go away.
1: Okay. Yeah. They like... Cause he's like not dead yet. Yeah. But he's, he's like almost dead.
0: He's still in a lot of pain and like freaking out in his sky snakes form. And then they both fall down into the boiler room together.
1: Yeah. That was, a, that was, I was confused. I just have like, they're all of a sudden in the boiler room. Yeah. They like,
0: fall down. Cause he was like trying to scramble away, I think.
1: Okay. Cause now they're just in the boiler room with, kamaji and
0: he's bleeding all over the place
1: yeah he's bleeding everywhere and like the little baby that's now a mouse and the bird that's now a fly is with chihiro yep and there's this like rock thing that the river spirit gave to chihiro after she helped pull all the junk out of him Mm -hmm. as like as like a thank you and she feeds it to haku as like a last attempt to try to save him she's like he gave it to me for a reason this is probably why to save someone right and he ends up like spitting up the seal and this like black slug thing. <laughs> and um Chihiro like squishes a slug and she has the seal, but Haku, who is now back into his human form, is still not a hundred percent.
0: He's still pretty she's He's
1: up. still like kind of like low-key dying. So um
0: the animation of her stepping on that slug and then her hair rising at the feeling of it between her toes is so good. It's like one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. It's
1: disgusting.
0: I just love how she like vibrates and then up her er, and then her hair hair all stands on end from how gross it is. It's really cool.
1: I like super hate squishing bugs. I always <laughs> bring them outside or flush them down the toilet because I hate that sensation.
0: Uh, I can't even imagine what that would have felt like, Ugh. like squishing jello.
1: I hate slugs. <laughs> Do you remember that giant slug we saw in St. Lucia? It was, like, a four-pound slug. Oh, yeah. It was massive. Oh! Anyway. So, Chihiro's idea is if I return this gold seal to Zaniba, maybe she'll, like, spare Haku or, yep. like, tell me how I can save him. So, that's kind of her plan, and Kamaji gives her train tickets to go see Zaniba, but the train only will take you there. It doesn't ever come back. So, it's gonna be Chihiro She's gonna bring the gold seal, and then she's bringing the mouse and the bird, which are the baby and the other. The bird. The bird, but the bird is a fly now. So she's like getting ready to like go to the train station. However, no face is causing like a ton of issues, and he keeps calling for Sen. So he's eating more people. Yeah, he keeps eating like other people that work at the bathhouse, which is now a problem. So. So Sen is kind of called to the scene before she can leave because it's becoming like a disaster level type situation. And she feeds the other half of that river stone that she gave to Haku Mm -hmm. to No-Face. And he just starts throwing everything he ate up. Also really gross. And he throws up all the people he ate as well. Which is
0: nice. I also really love this scene. A lot of the scenes that she has with him because it, it really shows how like not greedy she is compared to a lot of the people in this world. Like, he tries to offer her more bath tokens. She's like, I don't need those, dude. He tries to offer her gold and all this other stuff. And she's like, I'm good. I don't need this. I, I got somewhere to be. I'm trying to help somebody I care about.
1: He's trying to find out what she wants.
0: Yeah, he's, like, offering her everything.
1: So, uh, he throws everything up. He throws all the people up. And then he kind of, like, joins their party, basically, to go to the Zinibas. He doesn't talk ever, really, either.
0: No, he just goes, uh,
1: uh. I hate that. No? I don't like it.
0: Oh, that was another part of the sound design that I thought was just really well done. <laughs> oh, no,
1: it creeps me out. I hate it so much.
0: Also, all the gold he gave to everybody is just, just dirt.
1: Yeah, it just disappears. Yeah. So, No-Face, Sen, the little baby who's a mouse, and the little fly who's also who's a bird go to Zaniba's with the gold seal. They're on their way there, but meanwhile, Haku finally does wake up. He's, like, gathered some strength, and he's, like, looking for Sen. And somehow it turns out that pure love has broken Zaneva's spell. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really need to be cured anymore. And then Yubaba's mad. She's super pissed because all that gold turned into dirt. And she's like, all this damage isn't going to be paid for anymore. And she's angry. And she
0: blames Sen for letting him in.
1: Yeah. And then Haku is like, oh, by the way, something precious to you has been replaced and you didn't even realize. And he just like snaps at her. And then she po- he points out that the baby's actually her three heads and that the baby's missing. Um, So this just makes like Yubaba even more angry and Haku just happens to know that the baby is with Ziniba and uh, you know, he'll, he'll make sure that her baby comes back, but at a price. Mm-hmm. And that's that Yubaba rips up son's contract and returns her to, uh and her parents back to her world basically. Yep. And Yubaba is like, okay, that's fine. I'll agree to that, but I'm allowed to give her one last challenge before that. If she brings the baby back, And she passes my last challenge. I'll let her return to her world with her parents. Then it flashes over to Zeneva's house. Chihiro gives back the golden seal. You find out that that slug that Chihiro squished wasn't actually the curse on the seal. It was actually the curse that Yubaba put in Haku to control him. And that has been broken because of love.
0: That's why he can snap at her now.
1: Yeah. That's why he can be like, psych, you thought your baby. Clap back. Yeah, I
0: guess. One of these days, I'm gonna use that right on this podcast.
1: <laughs> is there a right way to use clap back? I have no idea.
0: Oh, I'm not age? that old.
1: <laughs> um, what else is going on? Oh, this is also where like Chihiro figures out how she remembers, how she knows Haku. She always had a feeling she knew him.
0: Yeah. So Haku flies to Zaniba to get her and bring her back to send and bring her back to Yubaba. And while that's happening, like no face. The mouse and the fly are all helping Zaniba like do chores around the house, basically. But yeah, when Haku shows up, he turns into a sty- sky snake. They start to go fly home with the baby and the mouse. No sta- no face stays behind.
1: Yeah, he's going to live with Zaniba
0: to yeah. find a place for himself. And Zaniba gives Sen Chihiro a hair tie that she made for her, which was cute. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's
1: magical. Maybe Damn. the magic is when you put your hair up with it, you get no flyaways.
0: Ooh, yeah. That'd be good. i pay for that. Uh uh-huh. But as they're flying, that's when Sen is like, wait, hold up. I know who you are.
1: And she remembers that he basically... He is a river. Mm-hmm. And she knows him because she dropped her sneaker in there once as a baby and then fell in to try to get her sneaker. And he, like, his water, like, didn't drown her and brought her back to safety.
0: Yeah, like, pushed her up to the shore. Mm-hmm. This is... Just like a quick aside, this is one of my least favorite parts of the movie in the English dub, because they do a bat- I don't like how they dubbed this. They just say, I remember who you are. You're the Kohaku River. And that's true. But his name is way cooler than that. In the Japanese version, his name is Nigi Hayami Kohaku Nushi, which means God of the Swift Amber River. Mm. Way cooler than you're a river, dude. You're a river, Harry. Yeah, like <laughs> I know who you are. You're Kohaku River, and she doesn't even say like the Kohaku River. She's like your name is Kohaku River, and I just I don't feel like it captures that like spiritual element that they're going for.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. It feels stilted. Yeah, your name is Kohaku River. Like you could even say the spirit on. of the Kohaku River, and it yeah. comes across
0: better. I don't know. That's just like my one major gripe with the English translation of this, because I don't think it captures it. And it makes this like kind of cool scene really fall flat.
1: Yeah, it's not as big of a reveal. It kind of no. like it's like, OK, cool.
0: You're Kohaku River. No, you're the spirit of the Kohaku River who saved her as a baby because like that's how this world works. It, it, I just feel like a lot of the meaning is lost. But anyway, mm-hmm. now he remembers his name.
1: Yeah, which means he can leave.
0: Yep. Which
1: is pretty cool. So. uh, uh
0: But he th- also remembers he can't get home because his river is filled in and they like put condos or something over it.
1: Oh, that's a thing that can happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. They like divert rivers and stuff all the time.
1: That's too bad. Well, mm-hmm. it's kind of tragic.
0: It is. So that's why he wasn't able to find his way home.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, they get back to the bathhouse yeah. and Zaniba and like basically all the workers are waiting there for her. And she's like, she snaps her baby back into a baby and not a mouse. And the baby kind of is like, I like Chihiro. Don't hurt her. Mm -hmm. And, um, but she's going to hold true. She'll rip up Sen's contract and let her go home. If she can pick out out of all the pigs there, which ones are her parents? Yep. That's the final test.
0: And they all look the
1: exact same. (laughs) Yeah. I would never be able to know. And uh, Chihiro looks at them all and goes, none of these are my parents. Yep. And she's right. It was a trick set up by uh, Yubaba.
0: Yeah, all the, the pigs turn back into workers at the bathhouse, which is really fun.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're all cheering and they're happy. So basically, uh, Chihiro is told, okay, leave.
0: Yeah, you're allowed to dip. You're
1: allowed to leave. And then don't look back, though, until you cross the little creek. Yep. And then when you get there, you'll see your parents waiting for you. So Mm -hmm. she does exactly that. She kind of hesitates. You think she's going to turn around and look? Yep. She doesn't. She crosses the river. Her parents are waiting for her. Like, where were you? We've been waiting for you, basically. Yeah. And they uh, go back to their car, which is dusty and covered in twigs and leaves. You can tell the car's been sitting there longer than her parents think of, like, 10 minutes or so. And um, her parents are kind of like, are you... It could be a bit scary, you know, new home, new school. How are you feeling? And she goes, I think I can handle it.
0: Which I really liked. I also like they kind of tease and like dangle like, oh, was it all a dream the whole time? But then the car's all dusty. And also her hair still is in a ponytail with the
1: hair tie from Zaniba. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, And then we get my favorite song of the entire movie and like the best closing credits. Oh, my gosh. I love them. That song is awesome.
1: I don't remember it, but I'm oh, sure if I heard it, I would. The
0: it's the vocals with the woman singing.
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes.
0: It's wonderful. Beautiful song.
1: Oof, that was a long movie.
0: It's a it's a really long movie. It's got a lot of stuff that happens in it. But like you said, there's a good amount of stuff that are just like scenes. It's just like, like, it's more typical in a coming of age film where it's just like showing your protagonist doing stuff. There mm-hmm. is some of those, like a good amount of that in the movie.
1: And I feel like some of it was just to show off the world in the animation where there wasn't necessarily, like, things happening. It was just, like, day-to-day at the bathhouse. Like, the little sick guys. Yep. You know? Little sick creatures.
0: Oh, man. So cute. And just such an imagination. And like I said, I, I really love the sound design. Uh, one of the things we didn't talk about is the uh, the lamp that, like, guides them to Zaniba's house when they get off the train. And it's just, like, a hand on a stick. Like, and the, at the end is a a a lantern and it like hops around and stuff and it has just like a really great sound design and I don't know it's just very clever and cute and like a fun world that they build and kind of like give you two hours to live in mm. and I, I it for me it really works it might not be for everybody though like you maybe
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you want to get into likes and dislikes I would love to okay well I've been talking for a very long time so why don't you hit me with what you like
0: So. One of the things that I really like is that I think it's really, really reminiscent of a couple of wonderful movies, genre-defining movies, technology-defining movies in The Wizard of Oz and Alice in Wonderland, which are kind of -of coming-of-age movies with a female protagonist who get lost in a magical world Mm. and grow up to save the day. And also, like, part of the magic of those worlds, of those stories, is the medium with which it's told. So, like, Wizard of Oz is made all the more magical because of that transition from black and white to color, you know? And, like, the animation quality of Alice, as well as this movie, and, like, the the fun world that they are imagining and putting this character in. I just think it's a really cool callback to these other two really popular, incredible movies.
1: Yeah, I really hadn't thought of that. That's a pretty cool comparison and i think it does track yeah translates like when you look
0: at it there's a ton of similarities
1: yeah yeah even just thinking about the wicked witch of the west and also like the mad queen mm-hmm. and Ubaba, like it all kind of
0: aligns. and like the allies that the main protagonist gets along the way and mm-hmm. how they have deficiencies and how they kind of are made better and grow up with the main character there's just a lot of similarities there, but it's its own story, but it's just kind of cool,
1: mm-hmm. you know. And they're all looking for their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a that's a pretty cool thing you pointed out right there that I wouldn't have thought of.
0: Yeah. It's just uh it's really neat and um yeah, just something to notice that I I really loved. Um
1: Three Heads and Babies and Spirit <laughs> Rivers. Oh my. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh so, yeah, that's that's one of the things that I I really loved. And then also I touched on them a little bit, but Sen's journey and how she grows up or Chihiro's story and how she grows up, I think, is really cool. And they show it a lot of times like um getting her courage yes. is the really big one. But also like she gets like better manners through that courage. She's able to talk more like confidently. Mm-hmm. Um And but like, I guess maybe through her work at the bathhouse and stuff, she just gets better manners. She's way less clumsy by the end of the movie. In the beginning, she's falling over all all the time. I think a lot of this is, like, kind of going back to her being courageous. Like, she's more sure-footed, I guess. Yeah.
1: She's more sure of herself and her actions and her words in general.
0: Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I just really, really liked that. I really liked how they showed her growing up over time.
1: Yes. And it also felt age-appropriate for her, too. Oh, It wasn't, like, all of a sudden she was just, like, able to do all these things adults can do. It felt like... In line with where she was at as a kid. Yeah. Which I really liked. And I think a lot of
0: media deal with this idea of like kind of like the purity of of a child's soul, you know, and just like uh how they look at the world in a different lens. And sometimes I think that can be kind of cringy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like how it manifested in this movie where she wasn't greedy and she just wanted to help people that she cared about. I don't know, like, it wasn't like she was, like, this all-powerful, like, wizard or something like that and, like, could do no wrong. It was just, like, she had these, a couple of defining characteristics, and they kind of stayed with her through the whole movie and developed through the whole movie. But that was about it. But then they contrasted it with greedy adults or Yubaba, who's taking advantage of people and stuff like that. And it was a good way of showing that, like, purity of the of a child without it being like kind of gross
1: you know what i'm trying to say yeah yeah i hear what you're saying and i like and how like those traits that she had also are ended up being what kind of saved her right Mm because that's what helped her make haku better and break the spell and that was what was able to help him negotiate to get her out yep you know what i mean or just even just like helping out the stink spirit who ended up being a river spirit. And him paying her back so she had the tools to save No-Face and save Haku as well. Yeah, She Um, was just
0: good, and that ended up being enough.
1: mm Mm-hmm. Which is cool. It's a nice message. Yeah. I don't know if it's true in this world, necessarily, (laughs) but it's something that I can hope for to be true. Yeah. It instills hope. It does. Yeah. No, I agree. I think Sen slash Chihiro's character is easily the best part of this film. Mm -hmm. Outside of the actual animation itself... Yeah, And the music, like, since character gives you something to believe in, and it feels realistic, and she's sweet, and she's cute, and, like, you are actively rooting for her. Yeah. Throughout the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. Do you have anything? I have a couple more likes, but I'd love to hear yeah. what you like. Yeah,
1: well, one thing I really like was just the concept of how Yubaba controls people. Mm. And I like the idea of her using your name to, like, control you. You know, and like take almost like taking your identity. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was a really unique way for her to exert control on the people that she's hiring as employees. I just really liked that. And I'm wondering, too, then maybe like if she's taking all of her employees names and we're seeing them as kind of like greedy, if part of that is like, oh, well, she's taking their identity and now they're kind of just losing who they are.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think part of that is built into that for sure. She's like boiling them down to just a small part. Mm hmm. Um, and also just to like explain it for anybody who might not be familiar with how the Japanese language works. They have two, actually three different sets of writing, how they can write characters. But the way that they do names, uh, is they use characters called kanji, which -hmm. are similar to the, uh, excuse me, Chinese characters where they're very detailed and it'll be one character that has a whole meaning. So one character might make up the word yami which is mountain.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And when it's written that way, it's like calling back to that original meaning of mountain. And so the reason that Chihiro can turn into Sen is because you took all of the letters except for one character. And when you read that one character by itself, that's how you get Sen. Mm -hmm. But when it's used in the whole name Chihiro, that's why it's pronounced Chihiro, not like chi senator or something like that.
1: I see what you're saying. Right,
0: Just to kind of give a little bit of background of how her name evolved from Chihiro to Sen because that was the only character remaining.
1: And that was such a cool animation.
0: Oh, of it, like, when when lifting off her name. the page? Yeah. yeah. No, that was so cool. And it, like, kind of sticks for a sec before coming off. It's
1: really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just love that whole concept of her means of control. Yep. And um, the greater thing, it's, it speaks to, like, your identity. And I think that's why Sen was able to survive was because although she lost her name, she really didn't lose who she actually was. Yeah. Um, which I think is what Yubaba was trying to do when she hires these people on.
0: Yeah. And that's like kind of like an idea in a lot of magical literature where like things have true names Mm -hmm. and that like describes the essence of them and names have a lot of power. Mm -hmm. It was a similar idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it played out really cool in this movie.
1: For sure. It reminds me of these other movies that are very similar. Oh, <laughs> Have you seen the animated feature Anastasia? Where <laughs> she has amnesia and doesn't know her name. <laughs> oh, never mind. But yeah, that was, that was honestly one of the biggest things I liked. And we talked about this before too, but I just love the metaphor about pollution and nature with the river spirit. That was kind yep. of just like plopped in there as like a little side piece. But I really, I really liked it. I thought visually it showed... What damage the environment does. Yeah. You know?
0: And that's a, a common theme in a lot of Japanese
1: media. Well, that Sunshine Girl movie. Yep. And also um, Princess Mononoke.
0: Yep. Like the how humans interact with the environment and stuff. Um, another one. One of my favorite stories in all of Japanese media. Final Fantasy 7 deals a lot with that mm-hmm. um it's like a theme that they use a lot and it was cool how it played into this movie it wasn't an overarching bit but it was just like a little drip there of like oh and just so you know this is what our human impact has on the spirit world pretty cool
1: yeah no I, I i liked that and um yeah it was dripped in but in some ways it did carry the plot forward a little bit with giving chihiro the tool that she needs to kind of believe ultimately but at the same time it was like a little slice, slice of life-size story, you know? Yeah. I think that scene of her pulling out the junk from the stink monster, that whole thing probably could have been like a little animated short.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good point. I would watch that. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> what else did you like?
0: Um, we've said it. I just want to say it real quick again. It is just gorgeous. Just absolutely incredible piece of art. Incredible animation. Incredible still frames incredible music, incredible sound design. It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. It is an unbelievable labor, labor of love. Um I, I wrote down, if I could take any frame from this movie and draw it even 50% as good as it looked in that,
1: I would be thrilled with how good of an artist I am. <laughs> <laughs> if I could do like a stick figure, figure version of that, I would be thrilled with how good of an artist I am.
0: It, it's just gorgeous. It really, really is.
1: I think the only other... I think we talked about a lot of the things that we liked, I guess. The only other thing I have here is just, like, Chihiro's character development, which we've talked about a lot. But also, I just loved Komaji's character and the soot. Yeah. Like, that concept that he dreamed up of animating these little sit balls to, like, do work and just, like, Komaji's character with his long arms, like, looking like a spider and just sitting there with all his levers and just... I thought that was so creative. That was my favorite creative aspect to the entire movie. He's a honest. super
0: cool character. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. And he
1: reminds me of like, your, you know, that older person in your family, who's kind of a grump, but you know, really cares about you. Yeah. And it just made me nostalgic for that. I think they really captured that well with, um, Kimaji's character.
0: Everybody felt very real in this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Or even him at the end, like, yeah, he helped her get a job, but then he gave her his only train ticket out.
0: He said he had been holding it for 40 years.
1: I know. <laughs> Such a good guy. But yeah, I, the little sit characters are just
0: adorable. So there's one thing I wanted to ask you about. Because mm-hmm. I think this is kind of like a tropey thing in a lot of media that mm-hmm. I don't love. And I kind of interpreted it different, but I want to take get your take on it. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of love broke the spell, you know, it's in everything. Like, all you need is a kiss to break the spell. True love's kiss and blah, 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 blah. What did you make of that?
1: Ugh. I wanted to say ugh when I was saying it in the in the um recap. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, when I was watching it back, I was like, I knew it's been a while since I've seen it. And I think if it was romantic love, I would have like really had a problem with it. But it seemed to be more like friendship love. And that's what made it swallowable for me. Yeah. Especially knowing that this is a terrible, terrible time for Sen to be there. And, like, trauma bonding is real. And, like, she was in a crisis and, like, trying to survive and save herself. And this person was helping her. You know? So, like, there is a bond there with that.
0: Well, they also have the connection of him literally saving her life when she was three.
1: Yeah, but she didn't know that at the time.
0: Yeah, I I took it not romantic love.
1: No, but it was, like, kind of ambiguous for a hot minute.
0: Yeah, and I think... I wonder how much of that comes down to the um, translation translation. leaving Something there.
1: Well, that's another thing that I was thinking about when I was trying to think about this, like love broke the spell thing. And like, I don't I don't mind it in this movie. I think it's kind of an easy way to get out of having to fix a problem sometimes. Yeah. Um, And the movie kind of wrapped up really quick. So maybe that was part of it for this. But also, like, it's fine. It's fine.
0: I wonder if it's more like kinship broke the spell, right?
1: Camaraderie, eh. brotherhood. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I, I don't love how it was at potentially translated or even if that was just like literally the translation. I don't love that idea. I think what they're kind of going for is like. Maybe Yubaba didn't imagine that love could exist in this bathhouse that she was running and something, so she figured it was a good failsafe. I don't know. But that part kind of fell a little bit flat. Because, like you said, it's an easy out a lot of the time. It's like, oh, love. It fixed our problems. We did it, guys. It's like, oh, okay. It feels kind of cheap sometimes.
1: Agreed. And just cause the movie wrapped up so quickly after this, like, I would have been fine if they were just like, oh, that river stone made the spell come out and she squished it. You know, that would have yep. been fine for me. Yep. And I would be like, oh, cool. That makes sense. Yep. I don't think they needed to go that extra mile. And I think they could have shown the bond between Chihiro and Haku slash the, the river. Yep. By just showing like them realizing that they had met before and they he saved connection. her and that she was able to remember his name for him. Yeah. You know and I think that would have been enough. Or maybe it was
0: that she was able to defeat the slug. Like stomp if if Kamaji had stomped on it it wouldn't have done anything but because she had that connection with Haku stomping on it was actually able to kill. It. I don't know,
1: but I don't know, that's a stretch I think.
0: Um that's one of the things I didn't love. Uh the other thing that I didn't love at all and this is purely a critique of the English version of this, mm-hmm. the the dubbed version, I Really hate how poorly they pronounced her name. <laughs> they would say like Chihiro.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not that hard to say, it's just Chihiro. It's not that hard. Chihiro, that's not right. Chi Chihiro. It's not that hard. Okay. I don't know. It just bothers me. Some
1: people can't hear the difference though.
0: I know, but they. The I think these
1: aren't there for them.
0: Very talented voice actors probably could have gotten it right with a little bit of direction.
1: Probably, yeah. I mean, probably.
0: And it's not one where like. When you say it, it feels really, really Japanese or something if you pronounce it the right way and maybe would like distract people or something like you can't even use that argument. There's just like not emphasizing hero so hard. It's nitpicky. It's a Kyle nitpick, but
1: it wouldn't be an episode without a Kyle nitpick. Exactly. But also, though, like people want their names to be pronounced correctly. Yeah. And it's frustrating to not have your name be pronounced correctly. You know, I get that, too. I mean my biggest dislike is just some of the stuff which just, like wasn't explained at mm-hmm. all. And like there's no reason or context or like like uh no face. Who was he? Why was he there? You know? Yeah. Like what what was his deal? Who knows? We literally have no idea what that dude's deal is. And now he just mm-hmm. lives with uh Zaniba. I really would have liked to have some more context on No Face, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um like what was the lesson from that either
0: I think it was used as a tool to show like greed and gluttony and highlight that that's not a quality that Chihito has
1: okay yeah well when you say that that's pretty obvious
0: yeah but like
1: and he's why like, did it have to all be the food that
0: way exactly is what I, I I get what you're saying like who was this dude why I think that's something that Studio Ghibli likes to do, though, is just throw you into this magical world with zero context and then not explain anything. And it's just up to you to like you, the the audience member, to be able to say, like, I am comfortable being in this contextless magic, magical world Uh or I'm not. They yeah. do that a lot.
1: And that's fine. And that's so fine. It's just not for me, yeah. to be quite honest. Or like the baby in the heads, like never explained. I mean, some like context that i did more research about like the baby right Mm -hmm. that makes a bit more sense but like the three heads like why yeah i don't know literally why i I don't don't understand or um like with the water just rising and the bathhouse is no longer like on this piece of property it's just like a floating island you know like why was it flooding we don't know magic i just don't some of it i just like don't get and like it's never explained and that's like frustrating for me but i see what you're saying too about throwing you into the world and accepting it for the reality that it is
0: yeah maybe they just wanted to animate that water because it was really beautiful
1: yeah <laughs> well it's also just adds to the creepiness for me too you know like imagine getting lost in a place that you just don't understand yeah um it adds to the creep factor for me
0: forces you to identify with chihiro because it's like she just gets thrust into this world and has to make sense of it and we kind of have to as well
1: yeah for sure I think the other thing that I didn't like was the ending was so abrupt. And mm-hmm. just as quickly as she entered the world, she left it. Yep. And there's so many unknowns about what happens next. Like, what happens to Hakuna that he knows his name? Does he leave? Is there somewhere for him to go?
0: If I remember correctly, I think he says he's going to hang around. Because he doesn't have a place to go. And now yeah. he's like... Because he, he came to Yubaba to become her apprentice and like learn magic, basically. And... Now he's powerful and not beholden to her. I think he's gonna do something with it.
1: Yeah, but like what about everybody else? Like Lynn always wanted to leave. Like is she gonna go? Is Ubaba still gonna be this tyrant? Like yeah, you just don't unclear. know what's gonna happen to all these people or like their story, right? Just because Sen slash Chihiro can leave doesn't mean these other people that might be trapped there can too. And um that's fine, it doesn't have to be in a neat bow, but it's just like it was such an abrupt mm-hmm. ending.
0: You yeah, know? it d- it definitely does end fast. I think that's a pretty valid criticism.
1: Especially because it took so long to unfold. Yep. So, I'm also, like, not a super big fan of, like, Yubaba having a twin sister that's not actually evil. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little tropey. Yeah, I wasn't, like, a huge fan of that subplot. Mm-hmm. And, like, Zaniba wanting to be called Granny. That bothers me more than Love Cured. I
0: I think that so. might have also been a interesting translation. This is completely speculation, no evidence to back it up. My I'm wondering cuz uh like um how you end how you address somebody in Japanese, you'll put different like honor honorables. I can't remember what they're called at the end of the name
2: mm-hmm. a-
0: after you say it and it, it it kind of shows like you are better than me <laughs> in a way and so I'm giving you honor. And so I'm wondering if Chihiro is being very formal with her. And she was like, you don't need to do that.
2: Mm -hmm. You can just
0: call me, you know, by my first name, basically. Well, like that would be what it equates to in English. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's what they were trying to capture here. So like there's a
1: closeness with us now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It like instead of calling you like Mr. Kyle, you can just call me Kyle.
1: I'm never calling you Mr. Kyle.
0: (laughs) I know that. But you know, that that would be the equivalent, maybe
1: like Mr. Darcy. Y- yes. Call him Mr. Darcy.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Instead of a uh, Fitzwilliam. Um and No, that's not his name. What the hell is his name? I don't know. What the hell is Mr. Darcy's first name? I should know this. Oh well. Georgifer. Yeah, it is Fitzwilliam. He knew it.
2: I don't know why he second guessed yourself.
0: I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah. I think like I said, zero evidence, but I that's my guess about what that kind of weird bit was about.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I just don't like the idea of having like a twin. and it's like a fake out. Like you think Yubaba's back and it's just her twin sister. Yeah. You know, and there's like a good versus evil twin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't no, know. It's, it's fair. It's
1: not like my favorite thing, but I'll forgive it. Any other critiques? Uh, no, I, I don't really have any. I wasn't expecting you to have a lot little slice of lifey to me and that's not my cup of tea so like slice of lifey plus like all like the unexplained mythical stuff like it wasn't my jam Mm -hmm. but it wasn't a bad movie by any means
0: it's impossible to say that this is a bad movie i think
1: i'm sure someone out there does but they're wrong (laughs) but uh yeah what do you think wine or milk
0: total wine it's just great
1: total wine and more
0: total wine and more
1: the whole building
0: that's that's a liquor store near us for reference. Um
1: <laughs> I think it's a chain.
0: I I I think that this is just a super duper strong wine. It's beautiful, incredible. Uh and honestly, this is a wine where it's gotten better in time. A very true wine, because this style of animation just isn't done much anymore. It's all computerized, you know? Oh, the yeah. amount of love and effort that went into this from so many people to tell us the story is unreal. It, it, and it's just not something done anymore. So for that reason, I think it's a, it got better with time because it's rare now.
1: I don't see hand-drawn animation anymore. What was the last one we saw that's been made?
0: I can't, I honestly can't think. I know that there are still people doing some, mm-hmm. Um, but it's rare. And a full-length feature film, two hours of, of that, I mean, holy crap. That's... <laughs> It's a lot. That's a lot of effort. So I wonder
1: how many total man hours it took to make this movie. It'd
0: probably unfathomable amount. So, yeah, for for that reason, I think the story is great. The acting is really, it really holds up. Disney did do a very, very good job of getting really high quality voice actors for all of these movies. So the English dub was not bad. And just because it is such a labor of love, uh, I have to give it a line.
1: Okay. How about you? It's a wine. I feel like I would get in trouble if I (laughs) I had to sleep on the couch or something.
0: It's a wine, but not your favorite type of movie.
1: It's a wine. It's definitely a wine. Objectively, it's not my favorite, Mm -hmm. but it's not a bad movie. It's not like I was like, "Ugh, why did I? I didn't have the same feeling walking away after like I did for Free Willy. Yeah. So but
0: watch watch the movie basically is the takeaway. You got to at some point in your life, you need to experience this movie just because it's just. It's just beautiful. It's honestly beautiful.
1: Might be creepy for your kids. Cause I was like scarred by this movie as a kid. To yeah. To be honest. But I was also a very anxious child. So who knows? I thought I was going to be turned into a pig or a donkey <laughs> from Pinocchio or, you know, I had a lot of fears. So who knows?
0: Yeah. It, it's definitely a little bit creepy. Proceed
1: but. with caution. You know your children better than I do. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's all she wrote. That's all they drew. That's actually all they drew.
0: That's all they drew. That's all they drew. But yeah, highly recommend. It was really fun to watch. I'm happy to. I'm I'm very happy that we got to revisit it. So uh, what's
1: next for us? What's next for us? I have been waiting a long time to pick this movie. I've been holding out. But you know what? It's springtime now. I'm ready for it. You're smiling. Do you know what it is? I think I might. What do you guess? sandlot yeah how did you know <laughs> yeah i want to watch the sandlot i, knew I really I want to watch the Sandlot. It it's baseball season baby yeah so it's time
0: cool i'm excited to watch Sandlot.
1: one of my favorites i said that about every single one but i actually watched this movie many 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 times growing up
0: we watched this pretty early into our our dating career
1: yeah because if you didn't like it i knew that you weren't the one for me
0: actually like like really early
1: you can't have, go wrong it,
0: like, the first week we started dating. Actually. You can't go
1: wrong with the Sandlot.
0: Yeah, it, it's a good one.
1: Classic feel good. And if you didn't like it, I knew that it wasn't worth dating you further.
0: I'm excited to uh, compare and contrast it with Rookie of the Year.
1: Objectively, this is a better movie. <laughs> I literally said Benny the Jet Rodriguez the other day out of context. You did, actually. Just while we were driving. So, uh, hands down. For me, the bigger question is Sandlot or Angels in the Outfield better.
0: I think that Rookie of the Year is better than Angels in the Outfield.
1: I actually prefer Angels in the Outfield. But I don't think Angels in the Outfield is better than the Sandlot.
0: I think I can get behind that.
1: Hey, Sandlot, Angels in the Outfield, Rookie of the Year?
0: No. God, no.
1: That's what I just said.
0: No, I am I was getting behind Sandlot maybe being the top.
1: Superior? Yeah. Well, you have James Earl Jones in it. I mean. He
0: was in a good amount of baseball movies, I'm realizing, because he was also in Field of Dreams.
1: Oh, maybe I should do the adult version. We should do Field of Dreams next week. Your choice. I wish in a perfect world we have time we could do like two episodes that week. Like little kid baseball. (laughs) older Like adult baseball, you know?
0: That'd be tough. I'm starting a new job.
1: I know. Let's do Sandlot. Sandlot? Sandlot. Because I've been really looking forward to it. Yeah, let's do it. But maybe next baseball season I'll have to do Field of
0: Dreams. Yeah. Or close it out.
1: Yeah, close it it out.
0: Yeah. but Cool. I'm (laughs) excited.
1: If you build it, they will come.
0: That was one of my favorites as a kid. We had it on VHS. We watched it a lot. Who the hell are you? We just say that to each other all the time. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, this was a really fun one. Uh, really long episode. So Thank you for sticking through it uh, with us till the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have any movies you want to recommend, if you want to interact with us at all, you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter at Winer Milk. We are mm-hmm. on Instagram, at Weiner Milk Podcast, We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash winer Milk. Got a website, winermilkpodcast.com. We got an email, WinerMilkPodcast at gmail.com.
1: You did that so much nicer than I do.
0: <laughs> so uh, definitely reach out to us. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. We will see you next week for the Samlock.
1: Toodles.